Welcome to the podcast, Motivational Interviewing in Preservation Restoration, Helping Families Facilitate Change. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands that you are all learning on today. I would like to pay respects to elders, past, present and emerging and thank them for the sharing of the land. I would like to acknowledge the ongoing contributions that Aboriginal people make to our society today, along with the children, as this is where culture lives and grows. My name is Nat, and I'm a practice lead with the PSP Learning Hub. This podcast will take approximately 20 minutes. Let's begin. This motivational interviewing podcast is part one of three mini-series in motivational interviewing, which we also refer to as MI. To truly get into the spirit of MI, we recommend you undertake further training. This podcast is an introduction to the foundations of MI and how it supports your casework in PSP. In part two, we look at when to use MI and useful skills, including some barriers. And in part three, the last episode, we would discuss the two core skills, which are OARS, so four communication skills to help and facilitate change, and developing discrepancy that helps to create a shift necessary for some parents to think and talk about change. So we're talking about motivation interviewing because it is important in PSP. It helps you develop an empathetic and collaborative relationship with the families you work with. And it looks at the ambivalence, reluctance, hesitance parents may have about your involvement in their lives. MI helps identify parents' behavior, which may prevent them from making changes that keeps children safe at home. It also enhances parents' capacity to change. For example, when a parent has gambling challenges and doesn't have enough money in the household budget for fresh fruit and veggies, you look at their ambivalence. So what a parent keeps doing that doesn't work and where at the same time you look for what might move or motivates them towards making change. The parent's gambling doesn't help to provide the fresh food and veggies they would like to give their child. And the parent may have promised you over and over to stop gambling, but they struggle to do so. So this parent may feel restrained from making changes due to different factors. For example, a trauma experience and the gambling is numbing their pain. So motivation interviewing helps them to find their own arguments and motivations for change. And your role is to help them then look for strengths and previous successes, because this shows the parents that they can accomplish gradually making the change so that they can provide their children with the fresh food and produce they want. So what is motivational interviewing? MI is a collaborative, goal-oriented style of communication with particular attention to the language of change. It is designed to strengthen personal motivation and commitment to a specific goal by eliciting and exploring parents' own reasons for change within an atmosphere of acceptance and compassion. MI is an effective evidence-based approach to engage in genuine and curious conversations with families. For this to be effective, it is important that you respect the family's autonomy by accepting that they have the responsibility to change the identified concerns or risks to a child. If necessary, inform parents that MI is a tool that is there to assist them. It's not to trick them or to get them to do something they don't want to do. MI uses the skills of active listening and reflective questioning that encourages change talk. And this is key in MI. The technique encourages families 
to reflect on the concerns around the risk to the child and their family. So it helps you elicit reasons for a change from the family, rather than providing advice about their reasons of concern or a risk to change. So instead, look and explore what concerns do the family hold and what impacts their future goals or values. It's important to be curious. For example, drinking alcohol may impact a parent's values about being a loving parent. You may have a conversation with the parent about how drinking may impact on the future relationship with their child. Whilst having this conversation, you highlight that the decision to change is up to the parent by providing information. This increases that parent's confidence in their self-efficiency, which will make it easier for them to make the change. They may find that it may not be as hard to make the change. The parent feels they have agency or they have found the motivation to stop unsafe behaviours. MI is also about families being their own experts and your role is to facilitate conversation and guide family to change. With this, be mindful of power imbalances and family values, especially with Aboriginal and cult families. This is to reduce negative responses or withdrawal from families if they feel forced to comply. If families are forced to participate in activities or programs that contrast with their values, MI is not going to be a valuable tool. So look at what are the internal motivations for families rather than the external factors that sees them participate or undergo treatments just to get you out the door. This doesn't create long-term change that benefits a child remaining at home. Now we know what motivational interviewing is, let's have a look at the principles. With the five principles of MI and dignity-driven practice, you're able to assist families in motivating change. The first principle is express empathy. So showing warmth and care, understanding the family's unique perspectives, feelings and values through using reflective listening that helps families accept that change is necessary to keep their child safe at home and where ambivalence is normal. With the use of empathy, you're able to create a safe and open environment that encourages the exploration of families' challenges and risk to a child. It also elicits families' reasons for change. You should work from an approach of acceptance. It does not mean that you need to approve or agree with the family's standpoint. It's more important to be curious and open-minded to build a trusting relationship that sees success for a family. With empathy, you can communicate respect and acceptance for parents' feelings. It also encourages a non-judgmental and collaborative relationship. It helps you be supportive, give compliments rather than belittle the family, listen rather than telling the families what to do, and gently persuade with understanding that the decision to change is the family's. The second principle is develop discrepancy. So here you evoke family's own reasons, so the positive and the not so positive, for and against change. Where families are their own experts and where they need to present their own reasons for change, where they look at the discrepancy between their present behaviour and the case call plan or family values. So more about this in part three of our series. So the third principle is where we want to avoid argument and direct confrontations. So when you see a family struggle with making change or when they are unsure or unwilling to, avoid arguments or direct confrontation. Help the family see that there are concerns or risks for their child 
and that we change a child can live home safely. When you argue with a family, you may enter a power struggle with the family that either sees the family withdraw or you become the expert in what should be their journey. This does not create the necessary change and also sees a family not achieving their case call plan and ultimately permanency for a child. So the fourth principle is roll with resistance. There will be resistance, so roll with the barriers that you come across. Again, avoid arguments, but invite new perspective. Discuss behavior change and help families find their own answers and solutions. And resistance is a signal to respond differently. If a family is resisting change, there may be a reason for it. Explore it and try to find out what it is. For example, they may have a different view than you on what is happening. They may feel shame or they may be embarrassed or defensive that you're involved in their lives. So the last and fifth principle of MI is supporting self-efficiency. Many families may doubt that they can make lasting and positive change because they may not have been taught how to do so or they may only have experienced a negative response from the people around them, which could include DCJ or a PSP service provider. So look for a family's strength that will motivate change. And when families see that they have the capacity and ability to change, they will explore it more themselves and come with their own solutions and strategies. You asking questions and your reflections may help families to motivate change. So build that confidence that increases a family's self-belief in change that motivate this change and the responsibility of change lies with the family. How can motivational interviewing be used in PSP? It helps motivate change through strengthening family well-being and resilience to reduce the risk factors that led to intervention. In preservation and restoration, this means that challenges or concerning behaviors can be explored and worked through without parents or families feeling challenged or attacked. By gaining insight, they may become self-motivated in the short term to make change. And when they see this change occur, this may then lead to taking on long-term effective strategies or behavior that sees a more connected family. MI gives parents and families agency and you support them by using MI techniques and tools. It can also be used in guardianship where carers, for example, talk negatively about parents it may be used when carers are speaking badly about parents in front of the children. And this may mean that children take on this information and then disconnect from their family and not wanting to see them anymore. The carer may not understand the impact this has on the child's connection to their family and their identity. MI enhances the carer's motivation to engage positively with children about their parents so children can have a positive connection with their family that at the same time enhances their self-esteem and forms their identity in a more positive way. MI also allows for assessment of parental insight into the concerns or risks for a child and it shows the family's capacity for change because you receive information in what capacity parents can make changes in their behaviours and actions. You also learn how generally the congruency of their commitment is to make these changes. And you can guide a parent with the use of MI strategies to understand the risk on their child, which then allows you to make realistic plans that can be put in place that are achievable for a family. And lastly, MI allows parents to understand the impact of a risk on the child. 
Sometimes parents and families are not seeing the impact on the child. It does not mean that they are not good parents, but there may be values and cultural differences or other factors that don't align with the Australian child protection system. For example, if a parent has a chronic disease, for example, they may have been diagnosed with MS and are wheelchair bound. There are mornings that this parent can't get around the house to get the children ready for school. The children are often late, which is disruptive for their education in the classroom setting. The parent may not realize that this may create a gap in their education, bullying by peers about their attendance for a child, or teachers getting upset by the child constantly being late at school. The parents may only see what is happening in the household. So, in short, MI helps you create a safe, non-threatening environment for conversations and behavior change. It helps families explore their own behaviors. It decreases potential barriers and resistance to change. It helps families move forward, being more open to discuss the risk factors and concerned about their child and being able to make changes in their behavior. It helps you stay on track with case call plan and assist in developing realistic strategies that motivate behavior change or parenting style changes. Motivation interviewing consists of four connected concepts and what we call the spirit of MI. It is important to mention them here because without the spirit of MI, there is no foundation to motivation interviewing and it will not be a valuable or useful tool in your casework. The first concept is about collaborative relationships between you and the family. It's about working together rather than the family feeling confronted. You engage with the family where the family is their own expert and where you are curious and not assume the expert role and tell families about what to do. It is about establishing rapport with the family that builds trust. The second concept is acceptance of parents' views and values. So you don't have to agree with them, but you are creating a space for different views because this is about a journey of mutual understanding. The third concept is compassion for parents. So walking alongside them to understand their story and their challenges so that you can then support them in concept number four, eliciting families' commitment to apply their strengths and change. So all the concept must be expressed by the family and felt by you. So in summary, engage with the family, listen, use empathy, be determined to understand the family's perspective on the identified concerns or risks to a child without judgment and avoid fixing the problems for the family. Guide the family to the risk or concerns about their children. Help the families identify the areas of ambivalence or where they struggle to make change. Use your case plan to set tasks and activities that assist a family to achieve their case call plan and ask the family what's important to them in case plans or what they feel may get in the way of achieving permanency for a child. And most importantly, be transparent about what needs to change. Draw out the family's intrinsic motivation, so their internal motivations and their own ideas for change. Assist the family with drawing out their own ideas and reasons for change by listening for and recognizing change talk. Reinforce change talk and use summarizing as a way to check if the family is ready, willing and able to change. Avoid the expert trap 
and let the families be their own expert. And lastly, look for their commitment to change. Merge a family's commitment for change by selectively reinforcing their commitment language. So what words or statements have they made that indicate change? Ask key questions to show their readiness for action planning and support the family with making change plans and revisit them regularly. This helps a family determine if more work needs to be done and what it looks like. This is the end of podcast one. Part two of Motivation Interviewing and PSP is about when to use MI and the language you use. It also discusses the traps and barriers you unintentionally might put in place. Thank you for listening and please contact the PSP Learning Hub for further information on resources. And you can do so by calling us on 1300 777 482 or send us an email to PSP Learning Hub, one word or lowercase, at carajo.com.au.